In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. There is great fear in uncertainty. When you don't know where things are going, where you're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring, and you and I have been completely immersed in all of this for quite some time. We don't know what today is going to bring. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We're concerned about next year. We're concerned about everything from politics down to our health and well-being. We live in a huge cloud of uncertainty. And there is great fear in the midst of all of this. Despite it being the holidays and despite everything being cheery and bright on the outside, how much fear of this uncertainty do you have going on in your life today? I know that's not a very happy holiday type of question, but for some of us, the holidays can even ramp up this fear. The holidays can bring about even more sadness, loneliness, depression, and yes, even fear. Fear of what's going on around us. Fear that we might not be able to pay all those Christmas bills that we've racked up. Fear that despite all that we do in life to get ahead, we just keep going backwards. There is great fear in uncertainty. But the question in all of this is, is where do we turn in the midst of all of this fear? Look at this pandemic. Look at all that we've faced in this pandemic. Now there's a vaccine. And even with the gift of a vaccine, people are saying they're not sure that they can even trust the vaccine or they're not going to take it. They just don't know if it's going to help them or not. The question for us in the midst of this pandemic, especially with the facing of our own health with all of this, is, is a real one of uncertainty. But yet there is great certainty for us as Christians because we know that God both gives us our beginning and our end. Think about that for a moment. God has ordained all the days that you are to live. He knows all the hairs on your head, or even the lack of some for some of us. And so if he has ordered your days and your deeds by his peace, if he has said this is the day that you are to be born and this is the day that you are to die, then you and I cannot accelerate that. No matter how much vaccination, how many masks, how much sanitation, how much separation that we have in the midst of all of this. For many of us today, we live in great fear, cringing with this vaccine, or not this vaccine, but with this pandemic. And so we look at ourselves and we separate ourselves from the realities that God is the one who is in control. There is great uncertainty in our life today and in our world today, but we have a marvelous example for us today of what uncertainty and fear can do for somebody when they simply trust in God. You heard about this with Mary today. Mary has a great example showing us today from Scripture of what it means to truly trust in God. In the times of great uncertainty, put yourself in Mary's shoes for a minute. She's probably 13 or 14 years old. She's engaged to be married to Joseph, and all of a sudden, you're visited by an angel, and you're told that you're pregnant with the Son of God. Talk about uncertainty. Talk about fearfulness. Teenage pregnancy in Mary's time was not handled the way that we handle it today. 
Since she wasn't married yet, she could have been brought up on charges of adultery, infidelity, and in the end, she could have been simply put to death. And so Mary leaves to go and visit her cousin Elizabeth. And she greets her cousin Elizabeth, who is also pregnant, but Elizabeth is probably about the age of a great-grandmother in our midst. These two pregnant women meet each other with great uncertainty. One is being told that she is pregnant, yet she is well beyond the years of being able to be pregnant. The other is being told that she has she is carrying the Son of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Talk about uncertainty. Mary greets Elizabeth, and at once Elizabeth's baby, John the Baptist, leaps for joy. Never has there been a greater passage for us in Scripture to show the faith that is available to the unborn in the womb. Throughout my career as a pastor, I've always told pregnant women that the best prenatal care that you can have is to be in church and to receive Christ's gifts where God is present through his word and his sacrament because that unborn child can receive the great joy of the Savior's real presence just as much as we can. Mary greets Elizabeth despite their uncertainty and we hear Mary speak one of the oldest hymns of the New Testament. The ancient church would put these words to song, and the ancient church has sang these words for almost 2,000 years. They're amazing words, and they're most appropriate for us because we face so much uncertainty, very much like Mary did. But in the midst of all of this, Mary shows us what God is doing. God is becoming one of us to serve us. Mary starts off her song with a bang, a big bang. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon me, the humble estate of his servant. He has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Think about how profound that is for a moment. In the midst of massive upheaval, uncertainty, and chaos, what is Mary's reaction? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What's going to happen with all of this? No, she says, wow, God is really looking out for me despite the uncertainty. This is absolutely amazing to me, and I hope it is for you as well. What does Mary do? She simply trusts in what God has said, that she is pregnant. She says, to the angel Gabriel, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. Let those words sink into your ears and to your hearts today and as we move forward. Let it be to me according to your word. No matter what you're facing and everything that's out there, let it be to me according to your word, O Lord for I am your servant. This is complete and utter trust in God. And I don't know, maybe the fact that she is a pregnant virgin, pregnant when she really hasn't done anything to get herself pregnant, gives her a little bit of a different perspective on things. She sees clearly that God is in charge of her life and she trusts God. Now I'm not elevating Mary and saying that we should 
look at her as other Christians tend to do, but she gives to us a marvelous example for us. I don't have to tell you again and again and again where things are at in this life. Things have happened. Things will continue to happen, and we live with uncertainty, we're afraid, and we panic. What ought we do in these moments of uncertainty and of fear? We should simply look to God. Yes, I know, Pastor, we've heard that before, but it's true. Think about this for a moment. For all of us sitting here today, for all of you who are watching online here, to, on, online here today, how much of this, with all of us that we have faced, how much of this have we really placed into the trust and care of God? As Luther would say, pray about it and let God worry about it. Pray about it and let God handle it. Is God any less when we have uncertainty, when we're scared, when we have our fears, when we have our doubts? Of course not. Go to Psalm 55. David says, fear and trembling have come upon me and horror overwhelms me. David's not pulling any punches there in Holy Scripture with that description. But in the end of that psalm, he says, but I will trust in you. The Christian reaction to uncertainty and to fear is precisely that, to simply trust in God. Not to trust in the vaccine, the politicians, or anything else that people are telling us. Those things are gifts to us, yes, but they do not dominate our lives, or do they? Think about that. This is one of the reasons why we are open. It's one of the reasons why we come here week in and week out. It's one of the reasons why we're streaming. It's one of the reasons why we're trying to do visitations at homes, communion visits during the week, for anybody and everybody to come into the presence of God to receive this peace. Church, in many ways, is not something that we do just because we've always done it that way. Church for us is very much like a fire drill. Remember doing the fire drill in schools? I always hated that noise that always go out in the hallway. But the reason why you would do a fire drill is, is to prepare yourself in case, heaven forbid, that's exactly what would happen, a fire. We come here to learn about God and to receive his blessings in word and sacrament. But we come here also so that when that buzzer goes off, when that uncertainty and that fear overwhelms us, we remember where to turn. Not to ourselves, to each other, or to anything else. We remember that God says, do not be afraid. Trust in the Lord because you know how much he loves you. You are his baptized child of God. Your own soul magnifies the Lord because of that great and wondrous gift in baptism. He will see you through whatever you struggle through in the present and in the future. He has been with his people throughout this world through all sorts of messes, wars, and yes, even pandemics. So Mary responds, trusting in God. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. But how else does Mary respond? Does she become prideful? Does Mary say, yeah, Elizabeth, you ought to be happy that I showed up here because I'm Mary. I'm the Theotokos. That's a smart, fancy word for saying, 
I'm the mother of God. That's the reaction she could have had. I don't know. If I had angels visiting me, telling me that I was going to be God's favored one to carry the Son of God, it probably would put a bit of a spring in my step, and it probably would make my head bigger than it is already. But Mary does not react like this in the least. She doesn't get all star crazy and celebrity-itis, whatever you want to call it, not in the slightest. She says, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. It's not that Mary doesn't realize that something amazing is happening to her. It's not that she's clueless. She knows exactly what's going on, but she doesn't even take the credit for it. She doesn't say, I'm so wonderful, I'm so faithful, God couldn't help but pick me to carry his son. No, she says, look at what God is even doing for me. She does not react with pride, but with great humility. Again, in the face of uncertainty and in the face of fear, this is another example for us. We can get so caught up in ourselves, all of our accomplishments, all of our talents, that we forget where all of these things come from. We say, though, in the catechism that I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he's given me my body, my soul, my eyes, ears, all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. Yet our own sinful flesh likes to get in the way, especially at this time of year. How many of those gifts under the tree that you have at home are there because you've been good, or you've been naughty, or you've been nice? How many of those gifts are really meant for you because they're really what you need, or is it more importantly, what you want? If you think about it for a moment, Christmas is a time to celebrate Jesus' birthday. But it's a time where rather than us giving whose birthday it is a gift, we give gifts to ourselves. But that's fine. I'm not trying to deflate your Christmas bubble any further. But the reality is, is that God is still at work and continues to provide for us and to give us everything even though we don't deserve it. So how can Mary take all of this with such a trusting and humble course of action? How can she do all of this in the face of uncertainty? What is the key? Why is it that she lives her life looking toward the promises of God? This whole song of Mary today is chock full of her recalling the promises that God has made to her, and that is the key. Hear her words again. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their thoughts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Over and over and over again, Mary recounts what God has already done and that he is faithful to his people, that he has been faithful in the past and he will be faithful today to us as well. That is how she can be confident and trust in him. And that is how you and I can as well in the face of uncertainty. 
This is what God has done for us. The promises of God were made real for Mary. They were shown to her as she would give birth to that Christ child. But those promises and that mercy are for us today as well. We aren't walking around pregnant with Jesus, but we too have seen the promises that God has promised all the way back to Adam right after they fell in the garden. The promise of the Savior who would crush Satan and death under his feet. This is what we have today in the face of uncertainty. Sure and true and confident promises declared to you and to me. Sure and true and confident promises that shatter the bonds of sin and death around us and that promise us that death will have no victory over us because that infant child that Mary bore for us would walk out of that tomb alive and victorious for you and for me. His victory over sin and death has become your victory because he has given himself completely to you, all in the face of uncertainty. He has joined himself to you in the waters of baptism. He has taken us and made you his own to participate in his own death and resurrection so that all that he does for us is indeed for us. This is the truth that shapes our lives as God's own baptized people. And if you are so weighed down and so fearful of the uncertainty, let today be the reset button for you. In the words of Mary, and the trusting that she has in the face of uncertainty. As we live out our lives of uncertainty, we constantly receive the gifts of God for his people who will constantly forgive and who will constantly draw us back to his promises and fulfill all of these things in and through us because of what Christ has done for us. This is nothing new. This is what all the saints have always had happen in their lives, and this is your promise for you and for me today. So too, that just like Mary, we may live our lives looking towards Christ Jesus and his salvation, and in seeing him, we are, for, we are filled with his forgiveness, with his trust, his humility, and his love poured out for you. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. He sees you through the valley of the shadow of death. He sees you in the face of uncertainty and chaos. That is why we look forward to his, company, his coming again. That is why this entire Advent season we have been praying over and over again. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Take me out of a job. I'll be happy to join the company of heaven and bring us to that heavenly home where there is no uncertainty, where there is no chaos, but there is love, joy, peace, and confidence that you will see the Son of God face to face and live in him. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.